My name is Justin, this is Sports Sales and Coffee, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy day, allowing me to enter your ear holes and tickle that beautiful brain of yours with a little bit of information, a little bit of knowledge, and even some motivation that will hopefully help you reach and exceed your sales goals so you can absolutely dominate. If you enjoy what you're listening to, and I really hope you are and you do enjoy it, it'd mean the world to me if you could like, subscribe, and comment to wherever you listen to the podcast. If you could continue, I say continue because you've been doing it and I love it, telling a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. The podcast is growing and it's all because of you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank, thank you. It is amazing. And then follow me on social media. Let's be friends ourselves at Sports Sales Coffee on Instagram, Facebook, and on TikTok. At SSC underscore podcast on Twitter. Sports Sales and Coffee on LinkedIn. Slide into my DMs. Let me know your thoughts, your feelings. If you have an idea for an episode or you just want to chop it up, I would love to hear from you. Or if you want to hit me up on email, sportssalescoffee at gmail.com. It's in the bio. It's in the description. It's all right there unless I misspelt it, which is a very good possibility. But I told you, there it is. Follow me. I'll follow you back. We'll chop it up. It'll be great. But uh, yeah, other than that, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're you're hanging in there. You're staying positive. And uh, the saying that I've been saying a lot lately is that we're trying to make lemonade out of lemons. We've been dealt a bunch of lemons. Let's make lemonade out of it. Lemonade is delicious. And let's just stay focused and stay ready and stay positive and, and everything like that. So, you know, we'll go from there. I hope everyone's week is going well or your last week was was great and you're trying to, to, to build on that for me. Um, it's great. I got to throw my kids around the, around the pool and at the lake over the weekend. It was really fun. My daughter, now she's three, loves being thrown up in the air. My son loves it and I've been doing wrestling moves to him. Suplexes and uh, power bombs and even a, even a few diamond cutters um, out of the air and he loves it, throwing them up in the air now, but my daughter likes being thrown now too and, and that is a new stage of life when you throw her high in the air she lands and then pops up in a huge smile and just says again 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 so we've been doing that my shoulders are killing me but I wouldn't have it any other way it was really really fun so I just been doing that a lot of time with the family so again silver lining more more family time which you can never have enough family time um so it's a it's amazing and then the NBA the NBA is coming back the NBA I think the uh uh, Major League Baseball starts on Friday, but I'm real excited for the NBA. You know how I feel about the NBA. Big Celtics guy, and they're coming back at the end of the month. Um, it seems seems good. It seems like the bubble is working, and, it, and we should have basketball um, all right through, which is, is great. And you know what I'm going to say? Celtics are going to win it all. 
I hope I didn't jinx them there, but you know, I, I can't pick another team. I got to pick the Celtics. I got to be a homer. Um, but my dark horse team, my dark horse team, if the Celtics can't win it because Gordon Hayward's got to leave and, and be there for the, the birth of his fourth kid, which I agree with. I think it's great. I think you need to do that. And any player that is, has not, you know, not coming to the bubble because of family issues or kids, you, know, you have to do that. You know, parenting and family come first and you won't hear me badmouth them at all. And even if, you know, it's game seven of the finals and, and, and Hayward needs to leave. I'll never say a bad thing about it because it is what it is. You want to be there for the birth of your children. Those are one of the most important things in life. So it is what it is. But my dark horse team, the Portland Trailblazers. I think they're finally healthy. I think Nurkic is back. I pronounced him wrong. But he is a very solid big man, great defensive presence, and, and can put the ball back in, which means Whiteside is probably going to you know go to the second team. Or Nervik is going to come in uh, on the second team. And I think they're going to be able to dominate down by the boards because they got two very, very, very quality centers. Melo looks good. He lost some weight, so you hope he comes back to being explosive Melo. Um, they call him Skinny Melo now. It's going to be gr- awesome. You know CJ McCullen is going to get his shots up, and he's going to play well. And I don't even need to talk about one of the best point guards in the league. i probably even put him top three. Damien. Damian Lillard, Dame Dollar is going to get some points, and if he goes Dame time during the playoffs, watch out. So I think they're primed for a run. A reason not being there hurts them, but I think, I mean, and also they don't have a a super quality bench, but Rodney Hood, if he can kind of put it together, um, I think they got a chance to make make a good run and maybe even shock some people and win it. But you don't come to the podcast for these terrible, terrible takes, so... Kind of what it is, but I wanted to I want to talk about that. Also about betting, I heard I saw the Dodgers are minus sixteen hundred to to make the playoffs. Why would you take that bet? If people that don't don't know and, and aren't a um, a terrible gambler like myself, I don't really gamble, but I love gambling. Is you need to put down sixteen hundred dollars to win one hundred. That's awful. Those are terrible odds. Why would you ever do that? There's, you know, that's not a payout that you would ever want to take. And of course, they're gonna make the playoffs. It's stupid. Don't bet on that. It's. I, I saw that and I was amazed. But I don't know. It is what it is. But episode 102. I want to talk about some more sales techniques. And just because today in in our world, we're gonna to have to be better. And we're gonna to have to try to tighten up. And I want to talk about some tips and some tricks and things that I use to really make sure that we're making the best out of each call and, and, and we're getting through to the people we need to talk to. And the one person that always stays, always stays in front of us is the gatekeeper, the gatekeeper. So I want to talk about how to sidestep or side or trips or side sidestep the gatekeeper because we got to get past them. He or she, one of their main jobs is to stop us from talking to the decision maker. I've said it once, I've said it twice, and I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it a thousand more. The gatekeeper is not your friend. They cannot make the decision to say yes or no to you. So, they're not your friend. They're a barrier. They're called the gatekeeper for a reason. Because they're not, you know, they're not, they're trying to stop you. But with that said, you can't be mean to them. You can't be a jerk. They can be your ally. They can give you valuable information, and they can also be a little bit of a champion. So don't be a jerk to them. Be nice to them. Treat them well. But know in your head, they're the gatekeeper. 
they're not your friend. They can be your ally, but they're not your friend like the decision maker you want to be. It's not it's not there. So I just wrote some stuff down. I also put out a post um, last week and, and I had some comments about what everyone's go-to moves were and what they felt. So I kind of added these in. I appreciate if you commented or sent me a DM. I, I appreciate it. It was awesome. I read them over and some good stuff. So we'll, we'll kind of add it in. So first off, I, to kind of come back on that, treat them with respect and be nice. Just just be nice to the gatekeeper. There's no need for you to be a dick. There's no need for you to be a jerk. Just be nice. You know, smile when you make phone calls. Stand up. Laugh. Just be a person. Treat them with a person. And be personal. You know, if you really think about the gatekeeper's job, they field calls all day, every day. So many. And from so many different salespeople. They probably receive 50 to 100 sales calls a day from different industries. That's one of their main parts of their job is to make sure that nobody gets to the decision, not everybody gets to the decision maker or else the decision maker wouldn't be able to do their job. He or she would be just fielding calls all day and they wouldn't be able to do whatever they need to do, whether it be payroll, whether it be HR and projections and, you know, whatever. They wouldn't be able to do that if they answered every time a salesperson called. So the gatekeepers are trained to, to keep you away. But be nice. Be personal. Laugh. It's very similar to like the example is when I go through a toll and I don't have my easy pass, I gotta pay money. I always try to be as nice as I can to the toll booth worker. You know, ask questions, how you know, hey, how's your day going? Thank you so much. Please and thank yous. Because it, it, it means something. I believe it means something because I'm treating them like a human. And I want to leave an impression. That I'm treating them like a human. They see so many people a day that it might be very easy for them to almost kind of get down on themselves because people aren't treating them as a human. They're treating them as just a toll and just pay and go. Don't They don't talk anything. So I feel that's very kind of similar to the gatekeeper. If you're just trying to get by them, and I mean we all want to get by them, but if you're just trying not to say as little words to them as possible and not be nice and be a jerk, it, it's just... I feel bad, like, they're a person, be nice, talk to them, smile, know that you want to get by them, but, you know, that doesn't mean that it's like you're ordering at McDonald's from the, the tap menu, and you're just tapping and, you know, give me what I want, be nice, smile, have fun with it, be personal, and this is actually also what Seth said, he commented that he finds that when he's friendly and honest with them, he gets more out of the call, you know, and he agrees, and, and he said that most people treat them like a hurdle, and they get by them so fast, but if you show them some respect, you're going to get more information out of them. And that's absolutely correct, Seth. I feel that way too. Our goal is to get past them, but we want to get past them the right way. We don't want to be a dick. You catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. It's very, very true. So be nice, smile, be personable. If you can joke around and laugh, you're going to leave an impression on them and it's going to be great. Now, with that said, it's also great to get to the point and not to dilly-dally because they are all so busy. So this is not, I'm not contradicting myself from the last time of being nice and, and going around, but you don't need to call and talk about the new movie coming out. What music do they like? The dilly-dally of the, oh, what's going on? Twilling my thumbs. No, get to the point. Hey, how's your day going? That's excellent. I saw your truck. It, look, it looks awesome. I'm actually looking for 
so and so, so and so, hoping you could, you know, help me out. You want to get to the point. You want to. You don't want to dilly dally, but you want to get there. You want to get to the point and be nice and smile because they're also busy too. They're answering phones. I would say probably a lot of the time, most of the time, that when you're calling, another call's coming in too. So they might feel pressured of like, hey, get off the phone. Tell me what you got to do. Either I can kick you or push you, and I got to keep going. So don't dilly dally. Get to the point. Get to the point that happens. And then when you're talking to the gatekeeper, that's not to do. Get, get get right to the point. Be nice. Don't be a jerk. You know. You know. Ha, have a. You know. Ask them a quick question, but don't just sit there and try to talk for 45 minutes, 15 minutes with them, 10 minutes with them, because that's a waste of time for your time. That's also a waste of time for their time. But chat. Go from there. You know what I mean? Just get to the point. Keep on moving. Another thing is, is do your research. Search to see who the DM is. Who should you be asking for when you call? Who is it? And my man Sergio commented that he uses, and he put this in all caps. I mean, he blasted it. LinkedIn research. LinkedIn is phenomenal. And this goes without saying, if you do not have a LinkedIn, get one today. Pause the podcast. Go onto LinkedIn. Sign up. Then come back. Because LinkedIn is a very great resource for salespeople. It can give you who the decision maker is. It can give you the titles of the company. You can search the company and where they are, look down, and you can try to find out maybe who you would want to, who you want to talk to. You can figure out who's been there longer, where it rolls, who you're connected with. Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is, is phenomenal. Get, get, get a LinkedIn. So do some research, figure out who you should talk you know, you, you should talk to. Look on their website and look on the About Us page, and usually it will, it will give you, you know, people, descriptions, and their titles. So it makes it a lot easier dealing with the gatekeeper if you're asking for the person you need to talk to. When you're asking to talk to Justin Phillips, most likely, you know, they already know, so you're taking that off their plate. You're not dilly dallying of, 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 of going around and around in circles and trying to get your pitch in. You can still be nice and still be a little bit talkative, but get right to the point of, hey, how's your day going? Excellent. I'm looking for Justin Phillips. Do you mind forwarding me along? Thanks so much. But you're making that little connection. You're being you know, a little personal from there. Now, if you don't know who to talk to, then ask for help. And I say ask for help. And I always, I, I hate, when you're pitching marketing or maybe you're, you're, you're doing group tickets it's it's almost a loaded question because some people get confused when you're asking who does your marketing. A lot of people they they don't understand that question of, and they'll be like, well, well, what do you mean? Or it's like, you know, who handles your group tickets? The person who answers the phone is like, what the hell do you mean group tickets? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, oh, or you say who handles your company outings? The person will be like, we don't do company outings. Like nobody, I have no idea. And if they don't, if you kind of phase it a, a, a weird way, then it's going to lengthen the call. It's going to have them confused. They're going to kind of take a step back. They're not going to really understand where to send you. They're going to kind of think it's going to be a little bit weird if you just kind of come out and just and just ask. You know, if you just come out and say, "Yeah, I want to talk to your person um, who manages your group outings," they might look. At, they might look at the phone like that. You have five heads. And they're like, what's happening? And your call's not going to go well if they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> so just, you know, kind of go from there. Ask. 
my go-to is I always say, I was hoping you could help me out. I started out because as humans, we have this, this reaction. We want to help people. We want to help each other. And, and even the biggest asshole you know still wants to help people. You know what I mean? So by asking, hey, I was hoping you could help me out. I'm trying to talk about someone about, you know, group outings, coming out to the ballpark, maybe as a big group. Who would that be? And sometimes, even, even if I've done my research and I don't really know, I might kind of add that in too. You know, I was hoping you could help me out. I'm, you know, I'd love to talk about someone about getting you guys out to the ballpark, maybe for a group or a picnic or, you know, something fun. Would that be Seth I would want to talk to? Would that be Ashley? Like, who would that be? It would be great, you know. And usually asking who, if you can help me out, it kind of, you know, peaks them up a little bit. Their ears peak up. Their eyes open up because and they, and, they want to help someone. So by asking that, you might get a little bit better from there. Eric, he writes, and, and his go-to saying is the, you'd be my hero if. You know, you'd be my hero if you could tell me who is in charge of XYZ. That's what he says. And I never thought about that, but I like that saying. You'd be my hero. Who doesn't want to be a hero to someone? Who doesn't? Everyone does. I also remember this. I was at the ballpark. Um, we were doing a game. I was standing by, by the stairs. This, this, I might have told the story before. This father and son walked past me, and the son's like staring at me. He's got to be like four years old. Four, four years max. He's walking up and down. He's like staring at me, and I kind of waved to him like, hey, bud. And then the father stops. He goes, hey. He goes, I, I, I'm really sorry. He goes, my son has seen your videos. Um, he thinks you're hilarious. He would love to get a picture with you. And to me, I was like, absolutely, buddy. Pop on up. And it was one of the best feelings that, you know, I, I do some little silly videos for the team. And, um, but just to have this four-year-old kid, like, look at me like a celebrity. And, like, I was like, he looked up to me. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I smiled big with him, took a picture, gave him a high five. You know, I think I even went out and grabbed him a ball. And just the ask of, like, oh, he really likes you, like, of course it wants to be be someone's hero. It's awesome. So by asking, you'd be my hero. Like, help me out. It'd be great. I love, I love that. I think, I think that's awesome. I mean, so ask for help. If you don't know who it is, ask for help. But phrase it in a way that they're helping you. I truly, truly believe that. That helps you kind of just skip right past the gatekeeper and you can gather information. Also, if they tell you they're unavailable from the gatekeeper and you got to stay right with them, you know what you do? You ask what their email is. You ask what the decision maker's email is. Or you can even do this. I've done this a couple times too. Is that, hey, I just want to confirm their email. And let's say I was the decision maker. You know, So it's, I want to confirm their email. I have jphillips at abccompany.com. Is that correct? And if they, if they write back, no, it's Justin underscore Phillips. Thank you so much. It's, oh, no, no, it's just Justin. Oh, my God, thank you so much. Like Asking them what a, a common email is might let them in to be like, oh, no, you wrote it down wrong. Or be like, I'm just making sure I didn't write this down wrong. Is it Phillips at C-Dog, you know, is that cbags.com, cdogs.com? What is it? I have no idea. Is it one word, two words? Everyone knows it's all one word, but everyone still says it's one word. Of course it's one word. It's the internet. You can't have two words. Crazy people. But ask for help. Ask what's going on. Go from there. And the other way of sidestepping the gatekeeper is to avoid the gatekeeper all together. And I've gotten into this a lot and I've seen a a lot of success in doing so. And I've done this 
even when I'm calling groups like little leagues and 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 youth baseball, because you might have to call like the treasurer to get the president's name or blah 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 blah. But to avoid the gatekeeper altogether, sending a d- DM, a direct message. Send the DM a DM. Send a message through LinkedIn. Or search to find their email or their direct line. That's how you can avoid the gatekeeper altogether. And it's the internet. Everything is on the internet. You can find anything you want if you put in some time. I once found the this marketing manager's personal email. Not personal email, but their direct email. On a PDF golf outing from three years ago. Like, so I some it was on like the third page of Google, and it just took me a little bit because I click, click, click. I looked on the bottom to make sure that it wasn't like the missing. I found it, I was like, oh wow, because they, you know, she did this golf outing three years ago, and she won an award or something, or it was something, but they had her contact information in it. It wasn't on her website, it wasn't on her LinkedIn profile, it wasn't on you know anything else. But I found on this PDF from a, a charity golf outing. You can find whatever you want on the internet. The internet is a crazy place. And it is always and will always be undefeated. But if you put the time in, you can find what you want. And that's a great way of sidestepping the gatekeeper. Sending direct messages on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Twitter's a little tough. But on those, you also can jump right through the gatekeeper. You app, you know, jump right past them. Another way, because oh, because when you send something to Facebook, when you send a direct message to the Facebook, typically when you send a message, the the gatekeeper, you know, like the office manager, the secretary, they don't answer those direct messages. It's usually the marketing person or the HR person or someone else in the company, and though and that person isn't typically trained to deal with salespeople, so therefore. They're trying to help out. So when you ask, who would I want to talk to about your marketing through a direct message on Facebook, usually they'll push you in the right direction with their email or their, you know, their number or, you know, and definitely their name. Oh, I'm not, oh, I don't handle that. That's Charlie. You want to call Charlie at XYZ or this is his number. This is his email. So by doing DMs, you get someone who's not trained to tell you to go pound sand. So you kind of build it up and you go from there. It's a great way. I found very a great success sending sending DMs through LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and Instagram. It's just it's great. It goes right to someone and then they're not trained and they, they give up that information and you move along. So that's how I avoid the gatekeeper altogether. Another way to do that too is if you're not really getting any response on on social media, is and the gatekeeper's pretty tough. Uh, you can't really get past them, but you might kind of know who you need to talk to this one's a little tricky i've done it a couple times not tons um because you gotta play it the right way if you call and you're hoping to get transferred right away and you call you know you call the company or you, you call the business or, or whatever it's kind of like the bounce around game you ask to speak with a department that you kind of know has nothing to do with what you want so if i might be trying to talk to the market department I might call and see if I can talk to the HR department and see if I can get pushed there. The reason is that I get pushed to the HR department and I ask, can I talk to marketing? They're, 
like, oh my god, there's a mistake. It looks like they, they transferred me somewhere else. Or, oh, I thought you handled this. You don't? Well, it'd be great. You know, do you know who would? I'd love to, to connect with you. And when you get to that secondary department, they might forward you to the person you really want to talk to because, again, they're not trained to tell you no and push you out of the way. They're looking to help you out. So you do the, your same spiel of, oh, man, you'd be my hero if you would get me in contact with, you know, whoever handles this for you. I'd love to talk to them. And they're sitting there like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, man, I got you. It's no big deal. Because they don't also, in other departments, they don't understand how much call the marketing department gets for, like, sponsorship. Or maybe the, how much the HR department gets gets um, gets hit up for, you know, company outings or, or, or anything like that. So it's another way to kind of bounce around. You can get them on the line and, and, and kind of go from there. So that's a way to kind of get right through and you avoid the gatekeeper kind of all together by jumping to a different department and then moving moving along. I've done that too with emails. Sending it to someone, they see like, oh, no, man, nah, man, it's not me. You want to talk to so-and-so. So you can avoid the gatekeeper altogether. The gatekeeper is a tough, tough, tough person. They have that job for a reason. They're trained to tell you no and push you away. So that's it. We got to learn how to sidestep that gatekeeper and make sure we get to the decision maker. Because the decision maker can tell us yes. The decision maker can tell us no. The gatekeeper cannot tell us yes. They cannot tell us no. So we want to make sure we're getting to the right person. We're not wasting our time. We're not wasting their time. We just keep on pushing. And that's what it is. That's what we do. That's what I got. I hope this made sense. I hope you you enjoyed it. You were able to pull some some techniques, you know. And especially the big one is the mindset of being nice. This is the person on the other line, and it doesn't matter. They might be having a rough day. They might be dealing with fifty salespeople that are just trying to hurdle them. But if you give them a little bit of time, but you're not dilly dallying, but you're giving them a little, you're giving them a smile, you're giving them a little bit of a joke, you're making it fun. You're gonna get more success because we catch more with honey than we do with vinegar. And again, if you're in the sports field, we're selling sports, we're selling fun, we're selling the experience. So we want to make sure that we're having fun on the phone, that we're smiling, that we're laughing, that, you know, sales are fun, sales are a good time, it's competitive, smile, enjoy it, enjoy your time when you talk to someone, and you're going to do better, you're just going to do better, and that's what I try, when, when I had that mindset of just, I want to get past you as, as fast as possible, but can't be a dick i can't be a jerk i gotta be nice i gotta smile and even if it's that one little that thing you know how are we doing today you know awesome but if you smile it's gonna it's gonna do something there's this aura around that people can pick up on with attitudes and everything so that's what i got that's how i like to, the tips and tricks and mindset about sidestepping the gatekeeper because you have to you got to get past them so you can talk to the decision maker and you can try to make a move and, and try to make some sales and go from there. But damn, 26 minutes. So I'm going to end this quick because we ran, I rambled, but I thought it was some good information. So hopefully you did it. Make sure to follow me on social media at Sports Sales Coffee on Instagram, Facebook, and on TikTok at SSC underscore podcast on Twitter, Sports Sales and Coffee on LinkedIn. Slide into my DMs. Uh, like I said to do for those gatekeepers, sign my DMs. I will get back to you um, with any questions, any thoughts, any idea for an episode, anything to chop it up. Uh, just say hi. I would love to, to hear from you. I'll get back to you or hit me up on email, sportssalescoffee at gmail.com. I will respond. Um, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment to wherever you listen to the podcast. And if you got the opportunity, and I know it's going to come up to you big, if you got the opportunity to sell something, go sell something. Peace.